It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Speed button, speed Christmas was on its way. Everybody, everybody, can I have your attention? It's showtime. The revolution with Jim and Trev is on. You haven't got me anything yet. I got you the gift of uh, friendship. (laughs) Okay. How's that working out for you? This place is awesome. It's like a cruise ship that doesn't go anywhere. Strap yourselves in. The revolution with Jim and Trav starts now. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. So hard to believe, Jimbo. Christmas uh, is like, what, three and a half weeks away? About that. I think it's on the 25th this year. Last year was the 24th due to COVID. (laughs) You know, we went through two years of COVID. Santa, he was still able to keep it up. He provided. He was chasing those bucks, though. Due to monkeypox, though. (laughs) He just might not make it, folks. God bless America. All right, so we are talking Dear Sember on this week's show. Going to have Layden Force on. Yeah, he's a publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and the producer of North American Whitetail TV. He's dreaming of whitetail hunting with Jimbo. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're going to have Layden Force. What a cool guy. Also, amazing name. <laughs> I'm just going to say, that's the coolest name ever. Uh, we're also going to have Cat Daddy on. That's kind of a cool name. <laughs> and he's going to talk about catfishing for deer. And then we're going to have Brett Williams. Yeah, he is actually the uh, co-host of Donation Outdoors, uh, and it's seen on Sportsman's Channel. And that's Donation, like a doe, do-re-me-a-deer. Uh, Donation Outdoors, yeah, that's a Saturday. Oh, a deer, a, deer, a female deer. Now you don't know, though. You have to ask. <laughs> yeah. What are your pronouns? What do you prefer? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Before we kill you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have a great show talking about deer hunting, talking about catfishing, talking about giving back to those in need, uh, boys and girls. It is. We're, we're approaching, I should say, the holiday season. Let's get festive. Festivus for the rest of us. Um, and they're right, Jimbo. I love Kramer. You do. All right, so let's get to <laughs> Hey, we're going to get to Laden Force, publisher of North American Whitetail. Let's do it. It's Dear Sember on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now kicking off a two-parter with Laden Force, publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and producer of North American Whitetail TV. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Jingle bells, shotgun shells, Layton Force kills deer. <laughs> All right, so he is the publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and producer, Jimbo. Yeah, of North American Whitetail TV. That's Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. This man has breaking news bucks everywhere he goes. Mr. Layton, how's it going, buddy? It's going well, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited about getting to spend some time with you guys today. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, a lot of the rut is winding down, especially in the northern climes like in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and so forth. But the fact of the matter is, there is a second rut, isn't there? There is a second rut. Yeah, there's a second rut. You know, we kind of get into this post-rut phase, and you know, I know a lot of folks this time of year kind of, you know, they think that the, the magic is over. But to your point of a second rut, and then, you know, just the, the late season in general, you know, I've had some of my greatest success in, in whitetail hunting over the years during the late season because, you know, you, you give those deer just a little bit of time, uh, let those mature bucks kind of settle back down from the pressure of the firearm seasons that they've had. And, you know, they've worn themselves down. And nutritionally, you know, they're they're in a, at a point of deficit, and um, they need to rebuild those reserves. And 
as the cold weather starts to hit, they get back on their feet and they get into some of those patternable uh, routines, uh, you know, especially with feeding patterns. And so um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. You know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, like I started to stay there, they kind of their head kind of sulks a little bit if they haven't filled their tag yet at this point in the year and they think the year's over. But I will tell you uh, the next 45 days um, or 30 days in some cases for those that have uh, seasons like Kansas that end the end of December, um, you know, they can be some of the most, um, I would say, productive days of the deer season. You know, and I, I love hunting this time of year. It's, a, it's I really get excited about it. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to take another little two-week, three-week trip here to hit a few states that I wasn't successful in the first time, you know, earlier in the year. and going to try to fill that tag yet. Yeah. Now, it's really awesome following you guys with your breaking news bucks. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it brings a lot of attention and highlights deer. Otherwise you, you would never see. I think one of the most, and, and it's amazing how many 200 plus class deer have been taken this year. Um, but I think yeah. one of the most fantastic, it was, was it in Saskatchewan? This, he scored like 193, which is amazing. But the body on this guy, he was like 350 pounds. Like a heifer. Yeah. He, he was, he was like ready to go to market, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's no doubt that some of the biggest body deer come from north of, you know, the U.S. Canadian border there. And, yeah. Um, they're just, I know exactly which buck you're talking about is killed by a farmer there in Saskatchewan and uh, 193 inches typical. He's a, he's just a huge, he looks like he, you know, he's a, a, a Brahma bull with uh, white tail antlers. On his head, <laughs> yeah. But just a, a beautiful deer and just a cool story. And, you know, that's been one of the neatest things about that breaking news box. We started it last year in September and, you know, we were, we were at a place where we were getting, you know, we were, we were offered the ability to uh, lock up stories on more bucks than what we had pages to fill in a full year of um, subscription or magazine uh, production. And, you know, we had several deer left over that we weren't getting to tell the stories on, you know, with the, the growth of digital and the growth of social, it was time for us to take, you know, our delivery at North America Whitetail to the next level and really modernize what we did. So, you know, we sat down as a team and said, all right, hey, what do we do? And um, I, I don't remember if it was myself or or Blake or Haynes um, that threw out the term breaking news bucks. And, you know, we'd, we'd say, hey, let's go out. Let's become that reporting source that the Whitetail, um, you know, marketplace has depended on us to be, the Whitetail community has depended on us to be for, for 40 years now. Um, but do it in modern format and be that reporting source that, you know, current event type source. And let's tell the short story versions of, of these bucks. And then for the ones that we're going to feature in the magazine in the year to come, you know, we'll have a real opportunity to kind of, you know, get our hooks into the audience and let them know that, hey, this has been done. This buck has been harvested. Here's the quick story of the hunter. And we've got more to tell you. Just make sure you stay tuned and, and uh, subscribe or pick up a copy of our, our magazine on the newsstand. And so it's really allowed for us to grow in that digital and social community of whitetail hunters. And, you know, I can, I can tell you that we had a growth of over 40% in our website traffic last year in just the last three months of the year. It equated to oh, wow. a 39 and a half percent growth um, over 2020, um, which was, you know, the year of COVID where our, our web traffic was actually the strongest it had been in, in a decade um, mm. already, you know? And so, 
it allowed for us to, you know, pat the, the team on the back and say, hey, we're, we're doing something for our audience here. This is something that they were waiting for us to do, and, and we got the ability to do it through Breaking News Bucks. And so we, we've continued it this year. You've seen a lot more of them and our, our, you know, our traffic and our engagement with our audience, our conversation with our audience has just continued to grow. And we're, we're really excited about what that platform has done for us and, and our connection with the Whitetail Marketplace. You bet. Hey, Layden, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? You sure bet. All right. Hey, we're talking with Layden Force. He's a publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and the producer of North American Whitetail TV. Yeah, that's Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV. Uh, you can also get North American Whitetail uh, TV on My Outdoor TV. Now, real quick, Mr. Layden, before we get to a break to learn more about you guys, everything you have to offer, man, where can we find you online? Yep, so go to NorthAmericanWhitetail.com um, and you can hit our social pages from our, our quick links there or you can find us um, at North American Whitetail Mag on Facebook and Instagram. You bet. Hey, Layden Force, we'll be back in force right after this. In order to be politically correct, we want to wish you a very happy Chris Mahana Quantica. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. It's the ultimate culinary adventure. I'm Yevang. I love to create amazing food with animals that aren't necessarily on everyone's list, but they should be because they're delicious. Invasive species beware. If you didn't tell me that was carp, I wouldn't know. The snails are kind of fun in here. Food star Yevang is biting back. I get it. It bit me. Ah, frick! Ah, bit me. So I bit it back. Feral with Yevang. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, celebrating Dear Sember. What do you mean exactly? Now, let's rejoin Layden Force, publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and producer of North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Dear September. September? Dear Simber. Dear Simber. Dear, we, we're talking like Dear Simber, but with a deer at the beginning. That's where I want to hunt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so just now being joined by Lane Forrest, the publisher of North American uh, Whitetail Magazine and producer of North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Now, kind of funny, you know, when you go back, you know, quite a ways, uh, when we talked about management of animals, it was always more geared towards antler size, you know, uh, and it has really transitioned into age, you know, um, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of criteria when it comes to management and, and what buck you you want to pursue that, you know, makes it to your hit list for you personally. When you look at taking a deer, Mr. Layden, what how do you what is your criteria for a shooter buck? Is it size? Is it age? Is it certain genetics you're looking for? I mean, what is at the top of your list when you're selecting a buck to take? For sure. Oh, for me personally, it has definitely evolved. And, it, you know, I've, I've checked all those boxes uh, that you covered there at one point in my, my hunting life or career. But, um, you know, for me at this point, it's, it's maturity. And, um, you know, by maturity, I, 
in, in my area, and everything's relative. You got to remember everything's relative because, you know, different parts of the country, three years old is mature in yeah. some cases because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of deer don't live past two and a half if they have antlers on their head due to <laughs> yeah. you know, increased hunting pressure or, you know, just the, the kind of the common uh, MO uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the other hunters that you might be competing against in the woods. But, you know, I'm here in northeast Missouri. Our age structure is better than most places in the country. Um, probably not as good as, you know, an Iowa to the north or a Kansas to the west or even Illinois in, in their heyday, which is, you know, they're kind of making a strong climb back uh, to the top here in regards to top whitetail states. But for me, it's maturity. And, you know, I, I love to bow hunt. That is my passion. There's no doubt about it. I'm not afraid to hide that by any means. I still love to firearms hunt when I get the chance and mm-hmm. the opportunity presents itself. But, um, I, you know, whether, whether it be a, a great big white tail or, you know, maybe even a mule deer, because I do enjoy pursuing big uh, mule deer on occasion. Um, I love to play that chess game with big mature deer that are well experienced. And, um, you know, it's just a, a mono mono one-on-one game that, you know, I can at the end of the day, look, look back at it and, I, you know, he may have 112 inches of antler on his head, or he might have 193 inches of antler on his head. I think we all hope for the latter. Um, yeah. But um, I love I love being able to match wits because I'm always on the losing end uh, nine <laughs> times out of ten uh, with that animal, and you're just constantly learning. And I think that if you know, it, there there have been more moments of frustration in my my hunting career when taking that route. Um, but what I've started to do, you know, here as I start to hit my mid thirties and late thirties, I'm, I'm looking at it going, hey, there's a lot to learn, mm-hmm. and um, I've been trying to do a better job of documenting. Uh, what I'm learning and, and just, you know, pulling situational, um, you know, information from encounters, you know, learning to, to understand that, hey, when deer get to that age, they do everything with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And when a buck comes down through a pinch point or a travel corridor, um, you know, really going back and, you know, I have the, the fortune of being able to video uh, most of what I do now. And even before I was in this point, I, I did a lot of self filming. But being able to go back and, and analyze that film like you would, you know, uh, a game day or post game day film or an opponent, you know, pre football game on Saturday, uh, going back and being able to analyze that film and knowing that every step that buck takes is with purpose and saying, okay, where's he coming from? Where's he going? Mm-hmm. What's he doing while he's here? Why is he doing it? What's the wind? What's the moon phase? What's the temperature? Um, what are the elements that might influence him doing all this? Do the neighbors have beans this year or do they have corn? Are there acorns? You know, do we have a good acorn crop? Do I have fruit trees that are producing? Do I have green fields around the area? You know, I try to just take note of, of a lot of what's going on. And, you know, it, it's never it's never a for sure situation once you start to, to educate yourself in that fashion. But you can you can learn a lot and uh, it can definitely increase your, you know, your rate of success in the woods um, or in the field as you move forward. Yeah. Now, um, you know, your previous editor uh, in chief, Gordon Whittington. I mean, such an amazing man. Love Gordon just to death. The guy is so cool. You know, (laughs) Stan Foss, James Kroll, you mentioned. What amazing, phenomenal men and what they've done. Yeah, for the whitetail in just hunting industry as a whole uh, is you really can't express. But for you guys, okay, I mean, you look at Haynes Shelton and you and the whole team you guys have assembled now. Um, Not only do you have to put out pertinent, cool, new tips, keep up to date, but you have to try to, let's face it, the hunting generation, the demographic has completely changed. And it's tougher now to keep people's attention when everyone wants to act like an idiot on TikTok. You know, yeah. I mean, not only do you have to be engaging to true hunters that already follow the whitetail lifestyle, you have to try to recruit 
new hunters to right. this. So it's like it kind of twofold here. I mean, that has to be forefront with you guys because you have to oh, yeah. change. You have to evolve in everything you do. Not everyone has that passion laden like you have. OK. And so you want to ignite that in somebody that has to be really difficult for you guys. I mean, you're killing it, in my opinion. Um, but that has to be something you guys deal with every day. Uh, I appreciate you saying that we're killing it, and that's, that that means a lot to the team because um, we've got a great team working. Like I said, you know, uh, Haynes, which you called out, our edit, our new editor in chief, um, and co-host on the TV show. We've got uh, Blake Garlock, which yeah. Blake is our our associate editor, so he backfilled um, Haynes's position when Haynes was promoted, and then we have a new digital editor this year, Dale Evans, which is just a great guy. Uh, veteran has come along and has done a lot of hunting across the country, and man, he's been so valuable, and he's been so valuable in helping us uh, execute on exactly what you're talking about, and that's you know growing into the next generation. And, and like you said, we, we've kind of come into an interesting time period for this brand because we're 40 years old. And the majority of our followers over the year are, you know, let's let's face it, 35 years and older that are mm -hmm. familiar with us. Yeah. Um, and I would say it's probably even more so 45 years and older. Um, and I, I can tell you that from from fact, and I can tell you that from opinion too. But um, we're we're not only are we trying to continue to appease and fill the you know the shoes of of our predecessors here at the brand, which are st which are all still pretty involved with us, whether it be Stan, Doc, Greg Miller. Uh, Gordon, you know, Gordon's still operating at our, as our editor at Emeritus. Doc, of course, is involved in everything that we're doing almost, you know, weekly. Dan's still hunting for us, but not only are we trying to fill their shoes and kind of take on the responsibilities and become the next generation, um, but we're also trying to, to, you know, appease the desires and, you know, the, the content desires and uh, preferences of a new generation. And so, you know, it's been pretty interesting for us. We're pretty traditionally minded in the mediums that we deliver in of, you know, linear TV and, and publications. But now we're having to learn how to navigate that digital and social world and, and do so at, uh, you know, a frequency and quality level that's appealing to the future of North American whitetail and the whole high, the whitetail audience in general, that community. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's so many people that have helped us as we've stepped into this role. And, and those guys are the, you know, the first four, we've even had guys like Dick Idle, um, you know, come in and still help and work with us. And we're just so lucky to be supported and to have those founding members of North American Whitetail um, here as a part of our team still. You bet. Uh, hey, we're just very fortunate. Hey, we got to leave it right there, Layden. We've been talking with okay. Layden Force. He's the publisher of North American Whitetail Magazine and the producer of North American Whitetail Television. Yeah, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Plus, you can get previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. Uh, this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device. Download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Now, Mr. Layden, again, North American Whitetail, the magazine, TV, how we can get a subscription all that good stuff yep. buddy we need to do where can we find you online yep so uh, as far as the tv show goes um you know, sportsman's channel outdoor channel my outdoor tv um you know do remember that if you're a hulu for individual and you're not currently subscribing to linear you know cable networks that uh we are the official and exclusive networks at outdoor channel sportsman's channel of hulu live plus now so you can pick us up right on hulu uh, not only North American Whitetail, but all the great hunting programs that are distributed through our two channels there. Um, you can catch us at NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. Make sure that you pay attention to the latest breaking news bucks. And then follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, North American Whitetail, North American Whitetail Mag. 
Uh, we're there trying to provide you guys the latest in big deer coverage, land management, and uh, how-to and gear in the whitetail segment. So um, come along and, and follow us. You bet. Hey, that was Leighton Force. Coming up next is Cat Daddy. He's not nearly as well-spoken as Leighton. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right, Mr. Leighton, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for everything you do, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. And now, a Christmas tribute. Merry Christmas, y'all! We wish you some grilled venison. We wish you some grilled caribou. We wish you some grilled barrel hog and a side of elk, too! Someone pass the gravy. Deck the halls with Jim and Trav. Yeah! Happy holidays from our dysfunctional family to yours. And stick around. The revolution will continue after these messages. Experience the global hunt for adventure. All of a sudden, there's like 30 bull sharks around me. Those are aggressive sharks. With Donald Trump Jr. and the Field Ethos team. I'm going to Colorado to work at a bar and fly fish and hunt. I'm sure your dad loved it. Yeah, we went over great. They're adventure seekers with hunting, fishing, travel, and conservation embedded in their DNA. Field Ethos, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. And watch extended cuts exclusively on My Outdoor TV. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking Dear Simbra this week's show. And, uh, of course, uh, before the break, we had Layden Force. Layden Force, yeah. <laughs> Jimbo's having a hard time remembering that guy. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, with North American Whitetail. Now we're moving on to Cat Daddy. He got through Cyber Monday. Yeah. He bought all the catfish bait he could. Yeah. And now he's going to go. times is empty. Go wreak havoc until Santa comes. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Well, I'll tell you what, I want to wish everybody out there a Merry Fishmas. That's right. <laughs> Merry Fishmas. You start now. Yep, well, you got to do it. There's a lot of people out there. Cat Daddy, do you do anything special for the catfish on Christmas? Yeah, go out and catch them, clean them, and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to celebrate that's, by eating you. That's very special. <laughs> yeah. now, now, the thing is, I've noticed like in the last week, you got one day, it's like 10 above zero. Yeah. Next day, it's 61 degrees. Does that screw up the fishing at all? Well, you know, it, it, it really don't put them into a good pattern, you know, uh, something steady that you can go out, you know, every other day and do what you do the very first day you caught them and, and still catch them. But, I mean, you know, uh, as soon as it gets good and straightened out where, where the pattern of the weather is decent and it stays the same, you'll start wailing them blues. Mm, wow. Yeah, them blue cats are really, they're, they're getting, uh, getting ready for the attack mode. Yeah, so they're really a cold water or a cold air kind of fish that the bite really yeah. gets on uh, when it gets cooler. I mean, you know, it, 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 uh, it doesn't affect them blue cats like, like it does the uh, flatheads. You know, they'll, they'll shovel down into the mud in the bottom and hibernate like a old bear does and then come out early spring, but. Uh, channel cats, they just kind of ball up and stay warm, you know, and peel off and eat, you know, occasionally. But boy, them blue cats, yeah, but they, 
They're definitely the uh, terrorizer of the water this time of year. Now, what is what would you say when you go blue catfish and cat daddy? What is about the typical size you're normally going to catch in your area? Well, you know, anymore the the blue cats and all these you know main main uh, federal lakes and uh, state lakes they're 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 really getting to have some really good size to them. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're uh, Milford's holding them over a hundred pounds. Wow, and, really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They got some uh, they got some Wally hogs out there, man. And uh, Perry, uh, Melbourne, Pomona, John Redmond, they're getting them all the way up to 50, 60 pounds. Mm. Well, now so, thing- I mean, you know, they they got a good eat, eating size, you know, you can catch, you know. It just depends on, you know, what size of bait you use. And if you're using a great big bait and you're dragging it good out there drifting, you're usually going to catch a pretty de- uh, pretty nice blue. Yeah. Now, what, if it's would- a smaller bait, you know, you, you, you'll be catching, a, you know, pan size. Mm-hmm. 10, 12, 15 pounds. Now, now, when you're drifting out there, uh, is the bite better as you go over like a shallow area? And I'm talking shallow, maybe 10, 12 feet, dropping off into 30 feet? Uh, or well, or is it just pretty much the same? Well, I'll tell you, uh, it, it, it seems to me through my experience that these blues, they like that deep water mm-hmm. when it's cold like this. And the water gets a, you know, a, a good chilly temperature. That They're down hover, not on the bottom, but they're kind of kind of floating along the top of the bottom, if you understand what I'm saying. Well, there's no thermocline right now, so you got oxygen pretty much all the way down, don't you? Oh, that's, you know, I'm not a thermocline expert, but uh, that sounds about good. <laughs> He's not, but he, he did say it at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> now, here's the biggest question of all. Let's say there's a 100-pound blue cat, and I'm not even joking, Cat Daddy. 100-pound blue cat. Do you think that could eat a small child? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, Man, man, if a new, not, I hate to say this, <laughs> but, but if a newborn anything, newborn, <laughs> would fall over the edge of the boat, man, ooh, yeah, that, that'd eat that right up and you'd be considered blue cat poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would think, let, you know, let's say a kid that's, you know, 20, 30 pounds. I'm going to tell you what, they would be, oh, they look delicious. You guys are morbid. Now, I'm not saying that a kid that size should be anywhere near the water or swimming. I'm not saying that. But, you know, like if the apocalypse well, came and. say your your little chihuahua fellow. Yeah, that's a good one. And he was out there cutting water, you know, and all of a sudden, <laughs> boop. <laughs> chihuahua no more. Well, you know, it's really interesting that over in the Mekong River, uh, <laughs> Yo, there are some gigantic Bell. catfish over there, and people do come up missing, and they think it's from those big catfish eating people. Well, hey, let me tell you something, man. Uh, they keep them Mekong Wongdongs over there, buddy, because uh, I've heard stories about them fish over there uh, that being caught and cut and open. They found tennis shoes in them and Nikes and all kinds of stuff. Man, I don't know what they, you know, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's from just dribbling. What is it? Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> Wasn't yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. He ain't swimming with the fish. He sleeps with them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Cat Daddy, you know, people are like, God bless it. Santa is coming. But before that happens, uh, you're like the second coming of Christ, Cat Daddy. Uh, people need to get out on the water with you. Is this a bad time? To go fishing with you or not? Do you have anything available? Well, yeah, we, we got dates available, but let me tell you, you, you know, uh, you, you have to dress for this weather. Yeah. If you don't dress for the weather, man, it, it's going to be a, a rough, rough trip. The wind gets to blowing out there, and it really gets cold. So, you, you know, you have to dress for it. But although, even if you dress for it and you're still cold, 
that pole bending bite will take all that chill right off of you. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, it's really interesting to be out there. And of course, you get different kinds of winds this time of the year, don't you? Oh, yeah. It's, it, 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 it's just been a crazy year anyway. You know, no water in the river. And you, you go over the bridge and you look out that big, mighty Kansas River now, and it looks like a. <laughs> Uh, something I've never seen before, you know, just sand everywhere. Mm. It's been a crazy year fishing. That's that's for sure. We've caught some nice fish, but you know we're looking forward to the next year coming up pretty quick. We're uh, gathering, getting ready, and getting ready to open up a can of whoop. Song. Yeah, dry. well, actually, Cat Daddy told me the other day he caught a catfish that had ticks on it. So dry. Hey, what on? <laughs> Jimbo, Jimbo has told that joke so many times and no one laughed. Yeah. I, Jimbo, it's great. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Jimbo and his his uh, ticks on catfish jokes. Now I was fishing down here on the Kansas River uh, uh, with a buddy of mine named Wayne, and we did catch a channel cat down there that had two heads on it. No way, really? Absolutely. I, I told Wayne, I said, "Man, we should have froze that baby and kept it in there and, and had it stuffed." It had two mouths on it, man. It craziest damn thing you've ever seen. Now all you have to find is that two-puckered goat. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You'll have the trifecta, I guess. Uh, now, that twin, that twin goat's a mother, ain't it? That's the daily double right there. <laughs> all right, so this has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Yeah, they got stuff for twin-puckered goats. Visit them online, himtnjerky.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, where can we find you online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, if you like right over cat daddy and show him your latest photograph uh send it to cat daddy underscore one at msn.com yeah jimbo who we got coming up next hey coming up next we got brett williams he's a co-host of donation yeah donation outdoors, outdoors at saturday's 1 p.m eastern time on sportsman channel cat daddy god bless you merry christmas early buddy i wish you'd donate to me so i get some of that high mountain season <laughs> <laughs> And now, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, holiday shopping tip number 47. Need a last-minute gift idea for Jimby? Two words, Tommy Bahama. Tommy, can you hear me? Happy holidays from The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And don't move, the boys will continue right after these short messages. Meet the most influential wild fish and game chefs on Earth. This is everything I hoped and a little bit further as well. From the harvest. If we get one, you know what you're going to smell? Frito-Lay corn chips. Get out the bean dip, dude. To the fork. You've killed it, you skinned (laughs) it, Mike's cooked it, now you've got to eat it. Savor the flavor of the great outdoors. This is making me super hungry right now. A full night of Chefs Gone Wild. I need some private time to finish these three bowls. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. We're back. It's Dear Simber on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's another two-parter with Brett Williams, co-host of Donation Outdoors. Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel. Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We are talking Dear Simber on this week's show. And before the break, Cat Daddy had some great things to talk about. 
fishing for catfish in December. It's the most wonderful time to hunt deer. I'm being joined by, yeah, Cat Daddy was before the break. He, he's trying to put whiskers on whitetails. Well, that way uh, he why feels, wouldn't you? He should go limb lining for some big bucks. <laughs> All right, so just now being joined by Brett Williams. He is the co-host. Such an awesome man. He's one of the original Doughboys. Donation Outdoors, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Season 2 is currently airing, and you can pick up Jimbo, the first season, on My Outdoor TV. Mr. Brett, how's it going, buddy? Good to hear from you guys. It's been a been about a year, I think, since we talked last. So yeah, it's, well, it's you know, that's... Catch a, up with you guys. Well, I'm going to tell you what, man. Uh, what you guys do there at Donation, and it's actually D-O-E, like Doe the Animal Nation Outdoors, and uh, your whole mission, man, let's just get into it. You've been on the show before, but let's catch people back up. I mean, you guys are out there to fill pantries to help those that are in need, and there's no better way than wild game protein to help do that, man. It don't get any more organic than that, Trav, I tell you. We're... Six years of donation, um, donating meat, eight years of filming uh, our hunts. But after six years of donating meat, we're around 9,000 pounds donated. That's fed about 36,000 folks. So last year was about 1,900 pounds just in last season. So it's it's encouraging. It's, it's a challenge every year to try to beat, you know, the previous season. But it is whitetail hunting, and sometimes sometimes it could be a little tougher, you know, than you would want. But this season has started out good. I'm I'm probably about four or five hundred pounds. Been going hard since September. Um, man, I'm I'm excited getting that back into the food bank, especially here before Christmas, helping a bunch of needy families. That's that's what it's all about. That's our mission. Yeah. Now the thing is, Brett, this is more than just a hunt. This is actually a ministry, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the filming and the show, you know, that's been airing on Sportsman's Channel. It's the second season. We've had a had a great run, you know, had had a really good um turnout last year or viewership if you may, uh, if you want to call it that. They got a lot of contacts throughout different states that are interested in the program, want to know how they can get involved and they can start donating meat in their state. So that that was the whole intent of uh televising the show. Of course it's fun to film. It's fun to get the hunts on to relive those and have those memories and stuff and uh, be able to share it with others. But at at the core of donation, it is the ministry, you know, and, uh, you know, each to close each show, we do a, a ministry minute, you know, and, and we, we talk about how many deer were harvested within that episode and how many people that fed. And then we do a, a year, a year to date or season to date update with, uh, how much meat we've donated that season, hmm. uh, through that episode. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, you know, that, that should be very clear, uh, to a viewer when they watch our show, but donating meat is the center of our, our ministry and center of the show. Well, you know, what's crazy is that, I mean, if you have enough money, you can go to outer space and all the crap you can do with technology, but every single day in America, Rough, low estimates, 9 million kids in America are food insecure. They go without every single day, 9 million children uh, in the United States. And, you know, with with inflation and winter, things are just getting tougher. And this is such an awesome way. Not only is it great conservation, because does seriously do need to be managed, especially like you guys down there in Alabama, Brett, uh, but Really, the impact that we can make by donating wild game, giving to people that truly need it, 
there, there is really no better gift or satisfaction you can get as a hunter than helping someone else. That's the truth, and and that that you you boiled it down in a nutshell. It's it, it really is. It's 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 so powerful to to go into a a food pantry, deliver five hundred pounds on a Friday. They have a distribution day on Saturday, and it's gone. Mm. And they're asking when can they get more. So I mean, it's a it's a constant challenge, a push. Honestly, it's, it's a good bit of pressure. I'll be I'll be honest with you. You know, it's it's a pressure to to harvest deer. It's a pressure to perform. You know, to produce a television show to to highlight that. But um, but it is a passion and. And I love it. And whether the television show continues for the next 10, 15 years or not, the ministry I'll, I'll continue to do the rest of my life. So, you know, I feel like we're very unique. There's not another show or program out there that's doing what we're doing. Um, as far as television and the show, I know there's a lot of uh, state-run programs and stuff that, that donate venison. I was in Iowa, you know, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. the great state. And, of course, they have a Hunters Feeding the Hungry program there, the Hush program. Um, so it's not a new idea, a unique idea. It's just something that was put on our heart, and that's how we give back. You know, it's an opportunity for us to invest in others. Yeah, so. now I would imagine that uh, you probably get a little pushback by shooting the does because, you know, obviously you need does to get fawns and so forth. But the fact of the matter is Texas has always culled their herd to keep that ratio of two to one or you know, one-to-one if they could. Now, the fact of the matter is, when you're out there hunting, how do you select the animal that you harvest? Or is it just the first one that comes down the trail? That's mine. I know when I was a kid and uh, and we had a doe season, if you will, in Michigan, mm-hmm. my father would always say, always shoot a dry doe, meaning one that's past the stage where she can actually reproduce. Use any of those criteria, or or what do you do to select that animal? He checks ID. It, <laughs> yeah. Or if he's sitting on a bar uh, stool next to you. But but we do try to target the mature does, the old we call them nanny does, the old nanny nanny does that uh that have kind of prime past that prime of of producing. You know, I feel like that two to five year range is when they're going to start dropping uh, twins, even triplets. So we see some that drop triplets, but uh. You know, for instance, I was in Kentucky just last week before Thanksgiving, and uh, I was seeing anywhere from 20 to 25 does per sit morning wow. and evening. Not a lot, you know, uh, sitting in the same spot in the evenings, a lot of them are the same does, but that's a 750-acre farm. We got too many does. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to shoot several with my bow early season, but I was trying to kill my buck and fill my buck tag, so I passed on a lot of the does, but... We kid people all the time. They're like, you don't kill bucks. Well, we love to kill bucks, but, you know, we shoot the first day we see. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah. So, hey, hey, Bert, we've got we've to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Glad we're talking with Brett Williams. Of course, he's the co-host of Donation Outdoors uh, on Sportsman's Channel. That's right. You can check out uh, Donation Outdoors again, Sportsman's Channel. That's Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern time alongside his partner, Stephen Cottle. This has been presented, though, by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World fishing network my outdoor tv and you get season two of my donation outdoors on my outdoor tv to learn more about you guys though and for us to get involved where can we find you guys online uh it's very simple donation doe donation.tv that's our website it's got all our information all our contact information media kits it's, it's got whatever you need on that website you bet more dear summer right after this 
Trav, I'm sleepy. You sing me a Christmas song. Sing us an original. Well, since you asked so nicely. Uh huh. Shut up, Jim! <laughs> <clears throat> Jimbo is hungry and he likes to eat ducks. Dried into beef jerky. Mrs. Bunny is a bug killing crazy ninja girl. She also shoots squirrels and she likes to field dress turkeys. I am a spot and stock and look tracking king. Man, I am so cool and I do taxidermy and I read to the blind on Wednesdays. Hunting for the holidays. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Dear Simber. Now let's get back to the boys and Brett Williams, co-host of Donation Outdoors, Saturdays 1 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Dear Simber, and we had been talking with Brett Williams. He is the co-host of Donation Outdoors. Yeah, now, if we want to get involved in, let's say, you know, Jimbo and I, are, we're here in Kansas, okay? Uh, but if there is someone in Iowa or Michigan or New Mexico, if we want to get involved with Donation Outdoors, can we do that, or do we have to be from Alabama? Absolutely. Thank gum. I didn't know you were in Kansas. We'll get real involved. In <laughs> Use us for our hunting. Let me, let me put in for the draw next year, and uh, we can talk face-to-face. <laughs> yeah, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, it, it, we are in the process and, and have been, to, uh, but you want to take your time and do this right, uh, a nonprofit. And for that nonprofit, we want to develop, we want to, that, that will kind of be the driving force for, for other states. We, we're fine. We got, um, bylaws and agreements and stuff, pro staff agreements and stuff, but we, long term, we want to bring people on in different states and, uh, and get them involved doing the same program in their communities. Um, but we want to be there to help them. We want to give them the, the information they need to be successful and, and kind of, you know, here's how you go about contacting your processors and here's how you find your food pantries or food banks in your area. And that's the long-term goal of Donation Outdoors is to be uh, a great, across this great nation, you know, to be in each state. That would be, that would be the goal. That would be very awesome. So right now we're donating in Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, and Missouri. Mm. Um, and I'm actually taking our first trip after Christmas to uh, Texas. So Texas is a target-rich environment, and I'm real excited to go hunting it for the first time. So Yeah, now, um, now say here living in Kansas, I have a deer that I want to donate. 
How do you accept it? Does it have to be processed? Does it have to be skinned? What do we do if we have a deer? So it's as simple as as finding local processors that want to get on board. Um, That's what I do here in in the different states that donate in. I find processors that will grind the meat into one-pound packs. So that's that's how we have. It's it's pretty uniform across the board. Everybody does one-pound ground uh, burgers. I mean, there's a lot of great back straps and interloins and because when we say a hundred percent we're we're a hundred percent we get we donate everything but for our when we travel out of state everything to come back in the state of alabama has to be deboned mm. with cwd and a lot of states are that way now as well but you local guys you know it would just be the matter of finding you know your area food pantry which is typically not going to be hard it may it may even be a church that you know a, a community church that does a food bank or or food pantry but then you follow your, your next step is to find a processor to get on board. And we, we pay some of our processors, but some refuse to take any money. They mm. see it as an opportunity for them to give back as well and to help their local community. And, and that's what's pretty unique is whatever county that processor is in, we make sure that meat stays in that county. You know, so it's donated to a food pantry in that county. So they, they know for that, no doubt, you know, that deer is going to help their neighbors. Yeah, burger is a universal meat. Everybody can use it for all kinds of things, whether it be a meatloaf or burgers on the grill or whatever. Backstrap is is wonderful. I mean, it is the filet mignon. (laughs) It is the filet. cat daddy quote there. Uh, (laughs) But no, I mean, everybody loves the tenderloin and everyone wants, you know, a nice rump roast or, you know, a a decent size shank. Exactly. But it doesn't go as far as you grind up everything. Man, you can mix it with potatoes and corn and and this and that. Uh, And it's a lot easier and also takes for those people that don't know how to prepare wild game, how to cook it. Let's face it, it's frying burgers, frying burger. You know, it's exactly anyone. Exactly. Anyone can do it and anyone can screw it up. Okay. <laughs> you, know? you can you can ruin that delicious tenderloin. Oh yeah. You, you can overcook it and it's such a lean meat. Yep. Uh, a lot of people uh fail to realize that that the deer meat that's that's donated, uh there can for me to be able to donate it, they, there can be no beef fat. You know, if there's fat on the deer that can be processed with the meat, but but it has to be lean. So um it's a super, super source of protein mm-hmm. you know, for those that need it. That's right. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Brett Williams. He's the co-host of Donation Outdoors. It's uh, seen Sundays at 1 p.m. on Sportsman's Channel. It's Saturdays. But anyways, you, you, oh. should, you should be thinking of it Sundays when you get out of church. You should be thinking seven days a week. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right. Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Sportsman Channel. Season one, though, uh, is on My Outdoor TV. You got to catch up uh, from the very beginning and keep following these guys and gals and, and get involved. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. And again, Mr. Brett, uh, you and your buddy, Steven, what you do is absolutely Absolutely phenomenal, man. It is amazing to learn more about you. For us to get involved, where do we have to go? Uh, it's simple. Donation, D-O-E, donation.tv. Yeah, and actually, years from now, the book will say, and on the third day, Brett served your burger. All right, so we got to hey, get, hey, get to a break. Mr. Brett, God bless you, and Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thanks to you and all the listeners out there, and uh, can't wait to talk to you guys again. 
proudly broadcasting to the naughty and the nice for over 16 years, but mainly the naughty. From our family to yours, have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these important messages. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word AL. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. What a great show this week, talking about Dear Simber. Yeah, I had Layden Force <laughs> on. Uh, we had Cat Daddy. We had Brett Williams. We had everybody. We had everybody you could ever want. Jimbo, that's, a, that's a mighty tall hog, sir. Yeah, Jimbo, last word. Last word is get out there and hunt. We're going out this next week hunting white-tailed deer here in Kansas. First uh, first rattle out of the box. But the fact of the matter is there's still hunting seasons going all over the country. And make sure you take a kid with you. Yeah, take a kid with you. Hammer home firearm safety. Just be nice. And to stay away from those monkey pox. <laughs> all right, so that's a good one. We will return next week, though, won't we? That's right. All right, God bless you, boys and girls. Merry Christmas. And uh, we love you, USA. USA.